What's up, everyone? This is the Trumpet of Truth podcast. We're going to start off with some table talk. All right. Today's question is, does suffering serve a purpose and are there benefits to our trials? Loaded question. (laughs) Does suffering serve a purpose? I would say it serves all kinds of purposes. Mm -hmm. I agree. Romans 5. 3. Romans 5. 3. Mm -hmm. Romans. eh, I don't know if that's 3. Romans chapter 5. Suffering produces endurance. Yep. That's what Paul was telling them jokers. (laughs) Yep. And James 1. 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So, hmm. first of all, he says it count it all joy. Count all of our suffering and trials joy. <laughs> That's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and the second part of that is: is there any benefits mm-hmm. to our trials? Yeah. Well, one benefit would be if if you're, you know, going through some hard times. Those hard times can make you appreciate the good times. Yeah. They can make you stronger give you wisdom and uh, grow your faith Yeah, because you came out of it. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's kind of like the analogy, an analogy I, I like to use is like someone that's working out to grow muscle. You have to break down and tear and damage your muscles. Mm-hmm. And that produces like, was it lactic acid or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No doctor, nothing. But I just know you have to break down your muscles and, and yeah. rip, rip them up so they can grow. And that's kind of how. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like uh, when Jesus broke the bread to feed the 5,000, he had to break before he could distribute. So we all have to go through suffering. Some breaking. Yeah. yeah. So that he can use us and that's use really our. Good. Yeah. He broke, he broke the bread before he distributed it. Yep. Just like us. Got to break yourself. Yeah, test and break and suffer and all those not so fun things so that we can be used as a better. You know what's kind of crazy is like I kind of get the uh, impression from the woke Christian people that like they don't think that they're going to be persecuted. They're yeah. like, oh man, you know, if you, you know, get as much money as a church and if you go on Wednesday nights and. And you pray the same prayers all the time, you know, your bills are going to be paid and nothing's going to happen to you. And like, it's actually the opposite. Like the more you try to do good, the more gospel you share, the more your faith grows, the harder it's going to be. Yeah. You're going against the current. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, But that doesn't mean that you won't be blessed like god's gonna bless you in multiple ways but it's not gonna be easy your <laughs> your journey because we christianity and the culture are constantly at a war with morals and values and what's right and the lines between right and wrong so it's never going to be easy to follow god but he is going to bless you in the process for sure so all right with all that being said we're going to talk about philip's ministry in the book of acts chapter eight um, why I want to talk about it is because it's pretty cool. Um, when you think of the book of Acts, I always think of like Paul's conversion. I think of um, mostly Paul's ministry and Peter's ministry in the day of Pentecost and those big kind of 
you know, apostolic, apostle, how you say that? Apostolic? No. <laughs> That's apocalyptic. I know. What am I trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. Those big apostle moments? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a word? Apostolic? Um, we're going to edit that out. <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah. Anyway, big apostle moments that kind of changed and formed the, mm-hmm. the local church. So um, I guess let's just get into the reading. It's going to be Acts chapter 8. Uh, we're going to start in verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Huh. I bet he's like, man, I'm in for a fun ride. <laughs> he's like, sweet, I've got to get up early and go to the desert. <laughs> sweet. So he rose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for worship. So this is an Ethiopian man, a eunuch, which uh, is a castrated man. Is that yeah, either a demasculated? Demasculated, yeah. yeah. So he was either like at birth, he didn't have, you know. The right things going on. Yeah, or he was, you know, castrated later on in life. Um, That's what a eunuch means. And he had... Great authority under this queen. Yeah, well, and he was basically in charge of all her money. Yeah. Her finances mm-hmm. and stuff, because yep. he, he was in charge of all her treasure, it says. Right. So he's this um, demasculated yeah. guy that's good with money. Yeah. And he has great authority <laughs> yeah. in Ethiopia. And a fun fact about that, Candace, a lot of you might think that that was her name, but we did some studying on that, and Candace is actually like the title for queen in Ethiopia. Yeah, kind of like Egypt had Pharaoh. Yeah, that wasn't his name. That was his, that name, was his title. That was his title. Yeah. Yep. So Candace and was like, like... Rome had an emperor. Yeah. Kind of like we have a president. Like, that would be... Candace yeah, is... similar. I mean, it's not a king, but you it's know similar. what I mean? Like, it's it's the, just the title of the queen yeah, is Candace. That's not her name. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Verse 28. Uh, we'll go back to verse 27. So uh, he's in charge of all of her treasure, and he had come to Jerusalem to worship, and was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. And then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near, and join thyself to this chariot. So Philip was kind of watching this from afar, and the spirit's like, Hey, go over there, run that guy down. Yeah. Run his wagon down. <laughs> um, and Philip ran to him. And heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? You understand that? What you're reading? (laughs) And he said, How can I? Except some man should guide me. And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. So he's like, Well, not really. Can you can you guide me and help me out? And that's a Pretty big point. I mean, there's a lot of people that are interested in this guy. I think this guy was interested because he was reading. Yeah, he's reading. You know, from Isaiah. Yeah. And. Not think know. he was interested. He was. He, like, was he, inter- would, yeah, he wouldn't he was be taking steps to read the Bible. But he he, like, he's not a Jewish man. Yeah. Not only that, he's like, you know, under the authority and he works for the queen of Ethiopia. So yeah. I'd say dabbling in Torah is probably not high on <laughs> 
the list of things to do right. when you're a man of his stature. You know, yeah. yeah. So he's definitely really interested. And he's he's kind of getting that tug. and Like, there's something more. Maybe I should mm-hmm. read this. Doesn't really know what he's reading. But little does he know, Philip is going to connect all the dots yep. for him. Yep. And that's, I think, sometimes, you know, we encounter a lot of people that are maybe interested, but they don't have all the dots connected, and they need guidance. So yeah. That spoke to me. You know, oh, yeah. Pretty good. Anyway, uh, so... Philip jumps up and he's sitting with him. The place of the scripture, which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a dumb lamb before his shearer, he opened his mouth not in his humiliation. His judgment was taken away and who shall declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom I speaketh the prophet this of himself or some other man. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. So he's asking him, like, who's Isaiah talking about? Is he talking about himself, or is he talking about someone else? Right. And Philip, you know, the Bible says that Philip, in the same scripture, started preaching to him about Jesus. So we know who Isaiah, it gives us clues into lots of things, who Isaiah was preaching, or talking about in his book. Seeing if you had any, you know, prior understanding to this passage, you would know that when Jesus was before Pilate and, you know, when they were, you know, um, charging him, judging time, him yeah. and charging him, he didn't say anything. Yeah. Like, you call yourself the king of the Jews. And he's like, that's what you call me. Yep. So he was like, you know, a lamb and before it's cheer. Yeah. 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 So it was prophecy being fulfilled. Right. And that's what Philip is explaining to this fella here. Yeah. And Acts takes place, you know, after Jesus. Jesus is left. Yes. Jesus is left and ascended into heaven. So he's saying, look, this prophecy was fulfilled through Jesus. This is, you know, this is the real deal here, guys. Yeah, he's connecting those dots. <laughs> yeah. So let's continue on. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. It's weird, water in the desert. You gotta keep in mind they're riding in an old rickety wagon. And that could be easily, easily passed over. Like if you forget the context of what you're reading, that they were in the desert, yeah. you're just like, Oh yeah, they came across water. Of course they did. Yeah, they're no, in, they're that in was the land the of Gaza. Ghost. Yeah. It's, it says which is desert. Yeah. There's nothing there. There's no water there. There's no water there. Well, there was water there. <laughs> yeah. But you in the context of it, that's just another kind of like miraculous thing that's yeah. being done in their midst, you know. Absolutely. So uh, he said, they come into a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? So what's stopping me what's from being baptized What's stopping me from being here? baptized, Philip? Philip says to him, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. How simple is that? <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> okay. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotos. 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 And passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. So... 
He's like, hey, what keeps me from being baptized? He's like, well, you believe? Mm-hmm. I believe. Jesus is the, the Lord. And he's the Son of God. And he's like, all right, let's do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> dip them, dip them, dip them. It's very, very, very simple. Sometimes we overcomplicate it. And, you know, especially I feel like churches nowadays complicate it a lot more than it needs to be by, you know, some churches want you to be a member before you get baptized, so, you know. Some churches, you have to plan a specific date and a specific Sunday to get baptized, See, which it, is all well and good. Like, it, I guess, but I think it's ridiculous. Because <laughs> where at in the Bible was it like, oh, you, you want to be member. baptized? <laughs> well, we've got to get like your information. You've got to become a member. Mm-hmm. Um, we need some tax information stuff. Yeah. And then if it works out, we may baptize you type of deal. Right. It's like, really? No. Where in the Bible did anywhere? Anyone that, you know, John, any of the apostles, you know, like, hey, can I be baptized? Or like, you believe? Absolutely. Yeah, I believe. Christ is the Son of God. Absolutely. Dip them, dip them, dip them. Yeah. John baptized in repentance, and now we baptize in the name of Jesus. You know, it makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always had me perplexed, even when we were members at the last church we were members at. Yeah. Oh, you got to become a member first. What? Why? Right. What's that got to do with anything? Dip me. I'm ready to go, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think in some ways that might actually like fizzle someone's fire to an extent. Like if they, you know, they find Jesus. Well, if they're led by the Holy Ghost, they're yeah. like, hey, I want to profess my faith in Jesus right now. Johnny on the spot. Right. And you go up there and the baptismal tank is full of Christmas decorations because <laughs> no one's been baptized in two years yeah. or however. It's like, good grief, man. Yeah. Baptize this joker. Mm-hmm. Let's go. It's just but, as simple as that. And that's another thing that's like, traditions of men it's not biblical right you know where you can't there's not a place in the bible here that says oh you've got to become a member of the church <laughs> you've got to tithe this much you've got to read out of redback sing out of redback hymnals yeah it's as simple it's as, as simple as this, what philip just yeah, said it's what hinders me from this do you believe that yeah. jesus is the son of god I do now. You just connected the dots for yeah. me. Let's get it, buddy. Yeah. Let's get down there. And he, he, down profe- he professed with his tongue, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. Like, I believe it. And he wants to profess it. And I love how after he comes up, you know, Philip's taken away. He's one of the few in the Bible that's ever taken away and caught up. You know, the Holy Spirit does that. But after it says, and he went about his way rejoicing. Like, how awesome is that? Like He, oh, yeah. he, just, he, he was just baptized yeah. and he, all the dots were connected and he understood and he believed. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's really cool. Philip was taken away and a lot of people might question that, like, why? Like, why was he just, like, ripped out of there? Didn't they have some talking to do? But I think it's kind of humorous that the Holy Spirit's like, okay, you're done here. Move on. <laughs> like, yeah, we need you over here. <laughs> well, and maybe this is just my, my brain thinking here. Yeah. Maybe that. Because Philip was able to kind of, you know, simplify and milk this down for this guy to understand. Yeah. He didn't want Philip getting the glory. Yeah. But he wanted God to. So as soon as that guy was dipped, Philip's gone. Yeah. So this guy's not going to, you know, give Philip the credit. Right. He's not going to start like following And that would Philip be very, around. that would be very easy to do when you find someone who explains yeah. things this well. This guy was just walking out in the desert. Yeah. And he just happened to, to preach to me about Jesus. Yeah. And not only that, but, you know, the light bulb clicked, I believe, and now I'm changed forever. You kind of want to follow Philip around and be like, feed me more. Like, give yeah, me more, Philip. Philip. I, yeah. yeah, you want to, you know, rejoice in the name of Philip and not the name of Jesus. <laughs> right. 
And that's easy to do. I mean, in today's culture, like if you really connect with the pastor, which is a good thing, but you, you have to be careful about, you know, you have to do your own studying. You have to get away from the noise and have solitude and listen to the, you know, still small voice of God for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be fed and it's okay, you know, to have a pastor that you really like, but you, you got to do some learning for yourselves. At the end of the day, you know, although Philip was very connected to the Holy Spirit because obviously not many men were <laughs> caught up and just vanished yeah. in thin air. Mm-hmm. But Philip was just a man. Right. Put his pants on one leg at a time, just like the rest of us. Right. You know, he so was we, filled with that Holy Ghost, man. I aspire right. to be like Philip. <laughs> it's awesome. And like, you know, that's just one little, it's the end. That little part of his ministry is just like not even, it's like 14 verses. Yeah. Not even a full chapter in Acts. It's like 14 verses. Yeah. It's crazy. And I, uh, I picture the Philip off of the chosen. I don't know if any of you out there, I know we've talked about the chosen before, but it's a, it's a really, really good Bible series and they're getting ready to come out with their third season. So you guys might check it out because every time I read about Philip now, I picture that character and he's like a very funny, well-spoken, you know, charming man. And so I just picture that and <laughs> it puts it into perspective. It gives me a little picture. Yeah. I can just kind of see, uh, Envisioning him, you know, walking alongside the chariot, almost kind of like at a trot. Yeah, well, like, he has to be. Yeah. It's a chariot. <laughs> you move kind of fast. You slow this thing down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, are you reading Isaiah? You understand it? Can I up there and explain it to you? Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got any water up here? It's a desert. Yeah, sometimes the King James can kind of make it seem a little, you know, more wordy than it is, but you explained it perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> just hopped up next to him. He just hopped up. It's like, yeah, he just ran him down and started talking to him about what he was reading. It's know? awesome. And and we should Pretty do that crazy. in our everyday lives. Like sometimes we get in our zone and we get busy with what's going on. But in Walmart, in Dollar General, wherever you go, like, look, like be aware of your surroundings. Get off your phone, you know, kind of be aware of your surroundings and see there might be someone struggling that you can help. You never know. This guy was in his chariot. Philip didn't think that he was going to be preaching well, to a guy in a chariot. to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Angel yep. of the Lord came into him and said, Rise, go this way, go to Gaza, the desert. Yeah. And as soon as you see that chariot, run it down. Yeah. Talk to that feller. And that's what he did. So. so it's important to listen and it's important to move when God tells you to move. Yep. When he tells you to move, you move. Yep. So. Well, I hope you guys like hearing about Philip. Yeah. And a little bit of his ministry. So He's a very cool apostle that you don't hear much about. Yeah, he is. And I'm going to challenge myself to be a Philip. Yeah. And I'm going to challenge all of you to do the same. Yep. Absolutely. Listen to the still small voice of God and run down chariots. <laughs> and dip them. And dip them. <laughs> don't wait for a... Yeah, and, and your pastor, too. If you, you know, encourage that. Like, encourage, you know revivals where you can see a puddle of water yeah, and revival break out and you can start baptizing people and converting people yeah. like that's that is what i'm like looking for mm-hmm. you're not supposed it's not I'm it doesn't not, have to be scheduled yeah that's, <laughs> do it like you know in in the second chapter of the book of acts it says in those last days you know i mean there will be many signs and wonders and young men will dream dreams and old men will see visions and your sons and daughters will prophesy and revival's going to break out and 
that's the type of stuff that I'm like really geared up for. Yeah, I'm ready for the Book of Acts to. Yeah, I'm ready <laughs> for itself. literally a Book of Acts church. Yeah, where we don't need buildings, we don't need memberships, we don't need, you know, I nines, we don't need any of that garbage Tradition and traditions of men, yeah. of men and legalities, and we don't need any of that crap. Let's just meet out in a tent. Let's meet out in a field next yeah. to a river. Let's start baptizing people. Let's see people saved. Let's see people healed and demons cast out and. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm ready for. Like, I'm, I'm done with the whole, you know, <laughs> let's meet here at 1030 every Sunday and <laughs> we go home at 1145. That gets old to me. We got to beat them that's to the boring. Chinese buffet. Yeah, we got to beat them to the buffet because the Pentecostals are going to beat us. <laughs> you know, I'm just so ready for a Book of Acts church. Amen. So anyways, I challenge y'all to be a, be a Philip. I'm going to try to be a Philip. Me Probably too. won't though because he's pretty awesome. <laughs> So, but we'll try. Anyways, got a song oh, of the week? Yep. Song of the week. Song of the week. Okay. So, song of the week this week is Graves into Gardens. It's by Elevation Worship and Brandon Lake. He kind of chimes in on there, too. It's a really, really good song. I'm going to read some of the lyrics for you guys. I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Oof. Man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. Real quick, just like this Ethiopian fella, he had great authority. Yeah, and he was a keeper of the queen's money. Mm-hmm. Treasure enough, dude's reading out of Torah. Yep, he searched he's the world reading, and yeah, it couldn't fill him. Couldn't fill him. You know, he's worked to a high place in the queen's cabinet. Yeah, that's big. And he's like, no, I'm going to read out Isaiah, see what he's got to say. <laughs> yep, there's something check, else. Check that dude out. So if you feel like there's something else, there is. There is. There is. Then you came along, and you put me back together, and every desire is now satisfied here in your love. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. Lord, there's nothing. Nothing is better than you. Ain't that the truth? Yep. Oh, I like this part too. It's another verse. Um, Because the God of the mountain is the God of the valley. There's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again. Those trials and those tribulations. Yeah, and those sufferings. Like the same God when you're feeling like you're on top of the world and everything's going into place is the same God who sees you in your suffering. He's the God of the valley. And there's not a single place on this earth that he cannot find you, that his mercy and grace cannot envelop you and consume you and fill you. There's nothing better than God. And just think, even the birds of the air have food. Yeah. He cares about the sparrows enough to make sure that they have food in the winter. They don't even have a house. <laughs> they don't even have a barn. And he makes sure that they're fed. So how much more do you think he cares about you? Absolutely. He does. So check that out. That is Graves into Gardens by Elevation Worship now, and Brandon Lake. We do talk about like most of our songs. Well, I think all of them are like more contemporary. Yeah, yeah. Christian songs, and I realize that they're like Elevation and Bethel and Hillsong. Like there are some crazy things in their churches that maybe not everybody agrees with. I know we we don't agree with some of their, yeah. their preaching styles and some of the things in their theology, but you have to learn to separate the art from the artist. Yeah. I always kind of take it as like, even with the preaching, you're not going to find a pastor that you agree with 100% on. Yeah. You're not going to find a church that you agree 100% on. But Jesus said, don't quarrel in doctrines. Just focus on salvation. Mm -hmm. 
the, the big ticket item, right? Yeah. So when we read these songs, we're not like saying, yeah, not oh, like, listen to Elevation Worship. Yeah, I'm not endorsing <laughs> Elevation Worship because I'm separating the art and the message of their music ministry from their ministry. Yeah. And every single thing in this song so, is... Uh, yeah. How I've always kind of thought about it is like even pastors that I don't agree with and you know, musicians that I don't agree with, like their lifestyle or the, the things that they say and the things that they do and how they preach and, you know, whatever. If the message is true and speaks to you and follows the Bible and follows, you know, in concordance with the Bible, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yep. I agree. I mean, you have to keep in mind, people. What is it? Uh, 14 books in the New Testament Paul wrote. Is it? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. Regardless of what it is, you know, he wrote more than half of the New Testament. The guy killed Christians. Yeah. How many books is it? Uh, 13 or 14 are traditionally attributed okay. to Paul. So 13 or 14 are attributed to the Apostle Paul. Yeah. The guy... Killed Christians like that. Like he. Like that's so bad. Like yeah, think like, about it. Like he actually it. killed people. So if you don't think that God can use a music ministry out of a church that may be buck wild and kind yeah. of crazy theologically, he could. He uses people all the time that for good. Look different. Think different. Have sins. Have, have sins, a past. Yeah, yeah. For for good. Yeah. Like I was asked that question not too long ago. So you think I, I was asked this from another person? You think. You know, there's good messages and sound theology out of people that have like bad motivation and their preaching is in contradiction to what the Bible teaches. And my answer was, well, he used Paul. Yeah. He's used other people in the Bible. I think it takes a very strong spirit of like discernment. For sure. And the Holy Ghost will, he'll help you with that and instill that if you, if you ask for it. Like, Lord, I don't know. If you have questions or you're confused, just ask him, you know, I need some discernment on this. Is this for your good? Is this, you know, serving your purpose? And he'll, he'll let you know. Yeah, you'll figure yeah. it out real quick. Yeah. You know, you have, you, you'll have to have that discernment, mm-hmm. like Ali was talking about. Yep. And um, the more you read, the more you study, the more you pray, the closer you come to God. And as you grow as a, as a Christian, that discernment will just get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to discern through all the nonsense. And that's kind of where we're at, you know. We, yeah. We know a lot of people that do not like contemporary Christian music because of and X, at, y, and a, at Z. a point, like we were there too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And yeah. there are some songs that are like, God don't work like that. Why are <laughs> no. you singing like that? <laughs> yeah, there are. I mean, yeah. There are a few songs. Yeah, you know, it's like that's not who God is and how He operates. Yeah, you know? that's you, not what the, the Bible, Bible says. The Bible does not teach that. Yeah, but you have to have that discernment. You yeah. know, so if the song or the message of a preacher lines up with Scripture, it's theologically sound. And it speaks to you. Yeah. It's like what you needed to hear. Or like even that song, it went, we didn't know it. We just picked it because we really liked the song. Yeah. It kind of tied into that little uh, tabletop card. Yeah. And a little bit into our uh, Acts chapter eight. Yep. So, I mean, you know, it, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So anyways, have your discernment ears up. Yeah. And, and we pick songs not only because they sound good, like like they got a good rhythm. We pick songs that are, you know, have great lyrics. I, oh yeah, I really like songs that speak to you. Yep, same here. I don't like to just headbang and like tap my foot. And, <laughs> those are good, those but. Are good. but the ones that really good music is music that really speaks to you, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. 
So with all that being said, Allie's going to pray and uh, we're going to send you off. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for bringing us together for another podcast. Lord, I pray that you use this message to reach everyone that listens to this podcast and to light a fire in them to be Phillips and to go out and to preach your word and and to maybe be a little uncomfortable, but to be able to just let the Holy Ghost work through them and spread the gospel, Lord. That's what we're here for. And I pray that you give every single person that listens to this podcast, um, give them discernment to be able to figure out what's from you, Lord. In this day and time, we need that more than ever. Thank you for everything that you've given us. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Good night, everybody. Have a good week. See ya.